Good morning. Hello. <laughs> and welcome. Or welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Today is a disaster, guys. It's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Oh my gosh. Do we unpack what's going on or do we just leave it? I don't know, but your um, makeup where your glasses was is fucked. Jesus. Here. Yeah, just pat it. It'll be fine. Okay, guys. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> Hi, what has been going on? Too many things. Here in our studio. Our studio is attached to her house. Yeah, so and now we're painting, we're doing things. So like, some renovations going on. My house is a disaster. We literally like are on a timer for this episode and then we're going to rip down these curtains. So they can paint this room. <laughs> disaster, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to get through it. And we thought... We're just going to have a fun one for you today, honestly. We mm. had a bit of a deep topic last week, a bit more serious. Um, so this week is going to be, I think, a bit more light-hearted, but... But is it really but light-hearted? scary. <laughs> light-hearted, but scary. Dude, we always go through the weirdest shit when we're together. That's true. Like, ever oh. since, like, I met you. Ever since I met you, every time we're together, they're like, there's just stuff. Shit just goes, like, fucked. And then we just look at each other and we're like, okay, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. If we're you, like, this is the vibe for today then, then this is the vibe. Then this is the vibe. And I mean, it fits today's vibe because we're like all over the place. So, we're talking all things supernatural, ghost stories. And we have a really interesting um, mm. story to tell you guys. Um, Actually... Yeah, but let's just start with, did you did you believe in ghosts? Like, where did you start believing in ghosts? How did it yeah. happen? Dude, all my life, like, growing up, I just, it was never a question of, are ghosts real? They just were the whole time. And Do I your think, parents both believe? Yeah, I think, well, my dad can see ghosts. Mm. Same as me. We'll get into that. Says you. <laughs> so, um, my dad, like, he never really talks about it, but he always says that he can, like, see things. Um, and growing up, and I also think, this is something I also wanted to mention, I think, like, my people, my culture, and Venezuelans, just in general, are very, like, superstitious and very in touch with, like, mm. supernatural powers and stuff, so, it was just, like, a family thing, like, if the lights go out, then we tell ghost stories, like, that's just what it is. No way! Does your family not do that? No, are you insane? Dude, tell me why, growing up, every single time there was load shedding, my mom's like, Time for ghost stories. No, baby. And everyone was like, "Yay!" And no. I was, I was so scared, dude. <laughs> dude, we no. were not allowed to tell ghost stories. Are you joking? No. So okay, obviously. That's so sad. No, bitch. <laughs> obviously, with like a religious background, mm. there's like, well, there's inherently scary things that come with that because you believe in demons and whatever. So you're always fucking scared of the demons mm. and like, so. Uh, that was my, like, experience. And, um, yeah, we weren't allowed to tell ghost stories because my mom believes, obviously, that if you tell ghost stories, like, I don't know, like, makes it stronger. Or not, she doesn't believe in ghosts, so how can it make the ghost stronger? But she right. believes, like, it brings, like, demons it in. It gives it and, power like, or whatever. Yeah, it brings, like, demons in and it gives the devil power over your life. So, can't tell ghost stories. But, like, obviously, that didn't stop me. Like, we still mm. told ghost stories. Mm. I remember one time we were at a neighbor's house. She built, like, a blanket for it. I was, like, grade one. And they were all much older than I was, and they were telling all these ghost stories. I was so scared, and I couldn't say shit, because if Nothing. I said anything, my mom would be like, you tell ghost stories? Yeah. No, dude, literally growing up, like I said, the lights 
the lights would go out and we would like like I grew up hearing like you know La Llorona and La Chupacabra you don't know La Llorona? Girl! <laughs> this is what she will do she will bring up the most random fucking Spanish word she can find and be like you don't know it? No <laughs> I don't La Llorona dude the girl that cries for her husband no. my husband he died are you insane? <laughs> what, are you, what are you on babe? <laughs> So it's just a, like a legend, like a myth. So this woman's husband died or something, and then she comes and she like cries for her husband. Cries. And then what? Why must you be scared of her? Because she's crying, dude. Like it's just scary. Jorana means you're crying. Like okay. So she's just like hollering in pain. Yeah, okay. But and she then, doesn't do anything to you. Not that I know of, but it's just scary. Okay. Like. <laughs> and then, dude, the demon that sucks the goat's blood. <laughs> It's awesome. Somebody needs to fucking no for real. Your Spanish dudes <laughs> are insane. <laughs> yeah, dude, the goats would die. So then it's no girl. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but what I can tell you is my dad believed in ghosts, and not only did my dad believe in ghosts, my dad actively went to find them. Wow. Yeah, ghost hunter. And there's one story. About, do you know where Vereniging is? Yeah. So apparently right outside of Vereniging there's like this weird farm road where a guy crashed his motorcycles. But this this a whole story. There was a farmer. The farmer had a daughter. The guy was in love with the farmer's daughter. He had to go to the military. He went to the military. When he came back he was so excited to see her. He took his motorcycle and drove to her and then he crashed on the road before he got to see mm-hmm. her. And so there's this whole story that everyone knows about. But my dad, because of who he is, was like, let's go find him. So he went there apparently with his sisters in a car. And they're like, he went in the middle of the night and they went like, they, they flashed the car's headlights. Like, I don't mm. know. And then this light comes apparently that looks like a motorcycle light. And it comes all the way up to the car. Everyone's scared as shit. My dad is not scared. He keeps taunting the thing. Eventually, the sister, like, loses her mind, says, we got to go now. They, my dad sends a car around. Here, the car doesn't want to drive. <laughs> the car doesn't want to drive. Of they course. can't get away. The thing is in there. It, like, yeah, it was a mess. But, like, that's the kind of stories that I know, like, ghost stories. Mm. So, in my mind, I was also like, I don't want to do that shit. I don't want to go find them. Are you insane? Yeah. No, dude. I just remembered because of that. I don't know why this triggered my memory. But my great-grandmother on my mom's side. She had, and this is a very, like, Latina thing to do. She had, like, a whole shrine in her house of, like, the Virgin Mary. So there would be, like, little statues and pictures of her and, like, all this stuff. And then we used to go on, like, holiday at her, like, holiday house. Um, And then (laughs) my sister and my older cousins would, like, play. Like, they trapped each other in that shrine and they would close the door and lock themselves That in. is so <laughs> scary, are you insane? And then they would, like, rattle the door, like, ah, you can't come out. No, bitch. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, families are, in- are insane. They're like, insane. family stories like that are just crazy. <laughs> it's not right. But also, why are Latino women, especially, like, the older generations, obsessed with, like, shrines of Jesus yeah, and... and, Mary like, and- all the shit. I it's don't know. It's so weird to me. And it is scary. But did you ever learn, like, a, the prayer that you have to say when, like, the ghosts come or whatever? Mm-mm. What did you not have? What did you do when there's a ghost? Nothing. You, you greet them. <laughs> 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 a piece of 
supposed to throw them away. Yes, babe. That's so rude. No. No. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Hello. No, um, whenever... So, okay, it's also, I guess, the Christian background. Yeah, that's the Christian But, thing. like, whenever there would be, like, ghosts or demons or something that scares you, then you got to pray. <gasps> I just remembered something. Yeah. I, when I was, like, very young, when I was, like, five... That's actually scary. Okay, I had a, ch- a children's Bible that there was a portrayal of, like, an angel in the Bible. It was this blonde guy with long blonde hair wearing a white robe. Mm-hmm. And the one night I was sleeping in my parents' bed and I was asleep. And I they always left the hallway lights on. I was asleep and I woke up and as I turned around, I saw that exact portrayal standing in the door. Like, the exact guy. And I... No, but, like, this is actually scary. Because I was, like, five. And I was, like, oh, okay, it's the angel. And I went back to sleep. And then the next day I woke up and I told my mom I saw an angel or something. And I was excited about it. Mm. Because, I'm a, like, I'm a kid that they keep reading me this Bible and telling me, like, this is an angel, it's good, whatever. So, obviously, yeah. I'm, like, I saw an angel. My mom lost it, babe. She lost it. She was, like, show me right now. Get the Bible. Show me right now. I'm, like, it's this guy. Like, I bet it's this guy. Mm. She's, like, no, baby. Uh-uh. And then we had to pray. Yeah, but so, like, there's there's the prayer. Also, part of the name is, like, it's the prayer. You pray for it. No, dude, we don't pray. Like, we just, I don't know, maybe it's... And something else they do is, like, if you say, like, uh, I feel like something's scary. I was, like, grade five. I was, like, I feel like something's following me in this house. My mom <laughs> lost her mind. Everybody was called, whatever. Then she would come sit by my bed and she goes, I played you blood funny story. And they, like, pray for oh you. Oh, my God. Did you never do that? Did that no, never dude. happen to you? We didn't pray for shit. We'd just be like, oh my god, I saw a ghost. And we're like, really? <laughs> cool. <laughs> You're just out here living, babe. It's living, dude. But no. also, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like at some point in my life, I don't know where I picked up this belief, but if you do that, then it's like, you make the ghost sad, dude. They're like, oh, I'm not wanted. And then, no, but you're not wanted. Are you insane? No. Shame. no. <laughs> They're not wanted. Oh, this is another thing. I think... It's funny that we like have these opposite views. Yeah. But also, I literally grew up in a house that was haunted, dude. My previous house that we You are the one in Hashwate. Bro, guys, you do not understand. This house, I thought I had like insomnia and like problems sleeping. The minute we moved out of that house, everything was fine. I don't know, but those. Whatever spirits... Yeah, but it's because you welcome them, babe, instead of saying go away. No, but whatever spirits were there were not good vibes like they weren't happy and there's a picture from one of my birthdays um I think it was like grade five or something where we were playing like volleyball outside or something my mom takes a picture and there's like a hundred little orbs oh no way all over that picture literally hundreds that's the thing I'm like yeah so I had one parent that believed in ghosts my other parent didn't believe in ghosts and told us like pray them away like the one literally actively went to seek them out and the other one was like Mm. So, like, I don't know. My my view on them is so weird. Because I'm like, I believe in them. They're there. But I don't like You're them. You're like, don't come close yeah, to me. I don't like you. Don't come here. Dude, that's so funny. <clears throat> okay, but, like, so in first year, again, we're talking about our fucking degree. I know. But... Yo, but what must we do? This is happen. when we met each other. So, in first year, we get there. And they're like, guys, there's a ghost in the theater. Ole. 
Yeah. He's like, there's a ghost in the theater, whatever. And we were like, cool. But now the thing is, like, now the tradition is when you go into the theater, you have to greet the ghost. And, like, for me, this is a normal thing. I'm like, yeah, you must greet them. So, okay, let let me just preface this by saying, I don't know how it was for you, but in my experience of, like, theater and stuff, most big theaters that you go to especially in south africa are haunted mm. and like it's widely known like everybody that works in the theater knows whatever so like all of my teachers would like tell us like okay we're gonna go to this theater now it's haunted there's normally a ghost that sits here and looks at you from here if you're on the stage so just don't like pay attention to it just be like polite to it you're in its space cool mm. so like i don't know it's like a drama thing to just like i guess theaters are like communal spaces so like don't be upset at the ghost or whatever but just like you kind of just like greet it in a sense of like you're like hi i'm gonna be in your space cool yeah and so that's the way it goes but the first day that we were ever in so there's three theaters on campus the biggest one is the musket and the musket kind of like industrial vibes like it has like catwalks at the top with all of these lights there's like a big cage at the back that's the lighting box like there's all these weird things and also the like backstage in the there's four dressing rooms two upstairs two downstairs and there's this weird corridor downstairs with no lights <clears throat> so if you want to go from the one dressing room to the other one on the other side you have to walk through that corridor that's just pitch black well there is lights but they never turn them on they never turn them on <clears throat> and it's, it's like scary. it's really scary but so the theater's already kind of weird whatever and then the theater manager ole was there and obviously he's welcoming us to the theater like telling us how the things work there cool he's like, guys, there is a ghost that happens to live here. Um, so we're going to be very nice and kind to her. Um, all we're going to do is when you come into the theater, just acknowledge her existence. You can just say hi. Um, but for the first time that you're in the theater, he recommends that you just stand in the middle of the stage. You just like take a couple of breaths, say hi, I'm this person. I'm going to be in the theater for a while. For the next couple of years, doing some things cool. Mm. And so I was like, this cannot be serious because... <laughs> Like, yes, I had heard of these ghosts, but these are theatres that have been around for, like, hundreds of years, whatever. I didn't know that a mosque was around for, like, forever. Yeah, so the like, mosque is over 100. Yeah, and the tunnel. The tunnel! So, the drama building itself used to be a monastery, right? Yeah, the drama, the admin drama. Yeah, the admin building. There's still a chapel in the building itself with like the original stained glass windows the little candle things like whatever mm-hmm. and then apparently so the masker and the only residence that's on campus the ladies residence the arena is connected was connected um by an underground tunnel and the this tunnel is under the stage and it's sealed off now but you can still see it it's not like you did we went there yeah it's not like it's not there like you can still see the tunnel it's just yeah. sealed off you can't go in it and with so like wood and, yeah. and stuff and so the story is that um the ghost emily was a nun mm-hmm. who got impregnated by one of the pastors right and then she did she try to do an abortion with a coat hanger or did yeah, she just die in so. labor well one of the two one of the two she died in the in the tunnel like on the way to Novena, she died or on the way back to come get the pastor whatever she died in the tunnel and so She's there, but apparently, like, everyone, like, the general consensus is that she's not scary. Mm. So, we were told not to be scared of her, and so yeah. I wasn't scared of her. We had first. no reason to be, like. 
at first. <laughs> we had yeah. no reason to be scared of her. And it was just like a general thing. Like everyone would walk into the market and be like, hi, Emily, mm. how's it going? And like because she had a name also, mm. I think that was just like, I don't know, like it wasn't yeah. that scary anymore. But definitely weird things happened. Like in my first year, like that show I did with um, Tao and Thingy, yeah. the Coralinas, definitely weird things happened in the theater. But like they were kind of, we would kind of say, oh, it's the faulty wiring. Oh, it's just an old building. Oh, it's the whatever, you know? Right. Even like when, lights would turn off and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that doesn't make sense. I mean, we'd be like, no, 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 it's old wiring. It's faulty wiring. The theater manager did something wrong. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't ever say that it was Emily. But they. Well, I, I would always say no. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 it's not Emily. <laughs> no, dude, I fucking knew. Anyways, then I think the first time we like really connected with Emily, I think, was in third year when mm. we were directing a show. And we made like a really big point of it to always greet Emily and walk in and we would talk to her. Well, yeah, the thing is that we were directing a show with four cast members, five cast members. And we would be there rehearsing till late at night, like 12, 1. And then we'd have to like lock up the theater, put all the lights off, whatever. So like whenever we would enter the space, we would just greet her like we were told to do. Like, hi, Emily, we're going to rehearse now. Cool. And we kind of made it a point to, I don't know, we just included her, I guess. Dude, I think like at that point we were already at the university for three years so we were already like in that weird like mm. drama kid mindset we're like emily we're a part of your space emily <laughs> and it was like the soul of the space the something. soul of the space like every year we just got more and more like into it right but i was never like trying to be emily's friend that i was never. no me neither but i just spoke to her like i don't know i would never like go beyond greeting her except so this show had these massive sheets that would hang from beams in the ceiling that would drop down. They would hang the sheets over. And there were three, like, rows, rows of, of um, these beams that would come down that we would hang these things on. And everything was fine except this one sheet in the middle row would always fall down. The second sheet from the right would always fall down. And it was, like, to the point where it was actually really annoying. So one day I was upstairs in the lighting cage and I was like, I'm just gonna tell her to not do that and I was like hey Emily like you know you have your fun like it's all good and well but we really need to rehearse the show like nicely tonight so if you could not do that it would be great and it didn't happen so I was like okay because I was kind of doing it like I was like if it works it works you know yeah. like as like a Hail Mary but this is what I'm saying like I always spoke to her because we in first year we most did um like, I was the lighting person mm. and you were stage manager mm. or whatever you were doing. But I mostly did lighting, lighting tech things. So I would always go in and as soon as I get into the lighting cage, I'm like, hi, Emily, I'm going to have a show. The show's about this. Um, my lighting Whoa. cues are, like, mm -hmm. so fun today. So please just help us. It's going to be cool. Whatever. I would never speak to her like I that. literally, like, would give her a whole breakdown of what I'm doing. Mm. So I find it interesting that the first time you did that, then it actually worked. Yeah, it worked. I was like okay all right i see you but then as the show so first of all that was just a very weird space in our lives like we can say we were drama kids whatever but actually really weird stuff happened in that yeah. time in our lives that were this the shit that happened was actually concerning like genuinely like not good and so we 
we were in that space trying to figure it all out under a lot of stress, never sleeping, barely fucking eating, always on coffee and always rehearsing. So a bunch of weird stuff just happened in the theater in general. But this, so in at the beginning of rehearsal, we would always obviously do like warm ups and have everyone like lie down, close their eyes, stuff like that. This specific day we were rehearsing and we were rehearsing really late. And we were there and now everybody's closing their eyes and I just felt really uncomfortable. Like I felt really uneasy that night. I didn't want to close my eyes. And I was walking around like with my eyes open because I was like, this feels really weird. I thought I was the only one that felt that way and I later found out that Monique felt exactly the same way. Okay, cool. So now we're rehearsing. I'm sitting like at the edge of the stage and there's like all these paint splatters and stuff like on the edge of the stage that they hadn't painted over. So I'm like sitting there like playing with the paint, like listening to them, like rehearsing their lines. And I find a little like glitter thing. That's an E. It's those like confetti things. Yeah. But it was like an E. A letter E in blue. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really weird. And I had a clear phone case. So I put it in my phone case. And I'm like, this is so strange. And I showed it to someone. Was it you or was it? You showed it to me. I showed it to you. I'm like, here's the E. I don't know what the fuck this is. Like, it's so funny. Cool. Yeah, the actor's energy was just off, like, not off, like, it was really weird. They had very intense emotions that night. Yeah. They were very, like, in character, but, like, their emotions were so heightened, and it was, like, really, it was just a difficult night to manage already. And so the other two, so all the, the whole cast and the other two actors were like, okay, cool, we're done rehearsing, we're gonna go. So, oh, but we have to speak about the lights that night first. Because remember, this was... This was like, I think two days before the show, before mm. the final show. So we were trying to plot the lights that night because we hadn't done it up to that point because there was always an issue or someone was already plotting their lights or something. And we were kind of relaxed about the lighting because we were like, yeah, we'll fix it. Like, it's not a big deal. So that night we're trying to fix the lighting and it just is not working. So we're trying to get the LEDs to work. We're plugging them in. There's like a specific like plug for them. We're plugging them in, turning the plug on, turning the plug off, trying to get them to work. They're not working. So eventually we just put on like floodlights, plug out the thing. We're like, we'll come in tomorrow and try to plot it. It is what it is. We plug out the LEDs. And so now the thing with the theater is if you're upstairs in the lighting box, you have to walk out in the foyer, come back out and then go like re-enter the theater sort of. So Ariana and I walk down and as we get to the stage, the LEDs are working. But at this point they're unplugged. The lighting box is closed. How are they working? They're just on. Yeah. They're literally unplugged. And in the colors that we want. Like, yeah. they're good. Yeah. So, we're already like, what the fuck? But we're like, we, I don't know. I was like, okay, I guess we have to, like, thank her. So, I was like, thank you, Emily. This is great. Nice. Cool. Didn't they go off then? Yes, they went off. But the thing is, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I spoke to her because I was like, Okay, I'm kind of scared. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to thank her for it and move on. And then she's like, oh, okay, you don't want it? Yeah. <laughs> I take it off. <laughs> she's like, I removed it for you. Don't worry about it, babe. So at this point, yeah. I'm like, this shit is so that bitch, weird. dude, she had personality. <laughs> yeah, she did. But now I'm like, this is weird. Like, this is weird, guys. So now, along with everything else weird that's already happened in that theater, I'm like, it is what it is. At that specific night... We're like, okay, guys, two days, it's going to be our show. 
let's just remember like this is what's gonna happen we're like emily by the way please help us we know you've been helping us with that sheet please help us we want it to go smoothly yeah she's she's yeah she's helping us she's like here's the leds babe <laughs> anyway so we're like might as well just you know have an yeah. extra stage hand <laughs> it was what was your experience of that specific night other than dude like this is the thing because i would speak to her so often and always like communicate with her it wasn't weird for me but like, you didn't feel weird energy that night. No, I did feel weird energy, oh. but not weird. Ugh, how do I explain it? Like it didn't feel off. It was just like yeah, it wasn't off. Something was just heightened. Like it was very heightened, but something was like dark. Like I don't know how to explain it. But it might just be dark from my perception because of how I view these things. Yeah. But like to me, not dark, but like heavy, mm. heightened and heavy. And heavy, yeah. But I think also this night, well, for me, I think this was the first night that I actually had to close the theater. Yes. And I was very scared of closing the theater. Like, even though I talked to Emily, all cool, whatever, I'm terrified of the dark. Like, I can't do that. And you have to switch off all the lights and then exit the theater, then lock it, and yeah. then you can leave. The lights are like halfway in the hall already. So you have to switch them off and then walk like all the way back out. And there's one measly light outside that's this weird little lamppost light. And it like the only, <laughs> the only way it switches on and off is if you kick it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way it goes on and off. And it's, sometimes you kick it and it doesn't come on. Sometimes you kick it and it doesn't go off. Like, that's how it is. It is what it is. So yeah, something was just heightened and dark. But I was also like, maybe I'm just anxious because I have to close tonight and it's a little bit scary, but it's going to be fine, whatever. Hmm. But yeah, when you did when you showed me the E, I knew I was like this bitch is here. Okay, so at that point we okay now our actors we had a debrief with the actors at the end of the night. All of them like share their kind of feelings about the day and like how they were so waiting. We were all crying. Yeah, everybody's crying. Everybody's feeling really like just different than most rehearsals. Like it yeah. was just a different kind of energy. So people are crying. Obviously, they're crying. They had heightened emotions for this whole rehearsal of like three hours. Okay, now everybody leaves, we get our stuff, and we turn off the lights, and we walk out, bye Emily, close the theater. And so here's the thing that's important. If you know bathroom glass windows, that's the kind of windows the musket has. And it's like the doors, the door is like glass. So it's like bathroom glass windows. But to add security, they on the inside, they put like mesh wire over the glass. Yeah. So... If you're standing outside, you see the bathroom glass, and then you see these mesh wires that are, like, white shine through. Okay, so we lock the theater, and now we parked your car in front of the theater, like, in the parking lot. But it's quite, like, I would say, like, maybe 15 meters away from the door. Yeah. So we've locked the musket. We're walking. This light isn't working, but now we're walking to the car. It's, like, half past 12 at this point. It's really late. We want to get home. And... I don't know why I did this because I would not do this, but like I did it. I turned around and I just looked at the musket. Okay, she turns around and she immediately turns back. Now I'm still walking and I'm like, I noticed something's fucked. I'm like, what did this bitch see? So <laughs> we keep walking. We get to my car. Now my car is, dude, this is literally a scene from a fucking movie. My car is parked in a way that is, it's facing the theater directly. So we get into my car, I switch on my car, turn on the lights, and I look. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is what she saw. So I, all I say, I'm like, do you see her? 
No, you said... You see her too, right? Oh, yeah. You see her too, right? Now, I'm trying to act normal because when... I'm going to tell you now what I saw, but when I saw it, I was like... If I alert you and we're both <laughs> alarmed, this is not going to work out well. So I'm just not going to tell you because I'm not seeing it. It's not real. I'm going to get in the car and we're going to leave and it's going to be fine. I'm just never going to say that I saw it. Right. Uh-uh. Okay, so I'm trying to... I see it. I, don't, I try and act normal. I get in the car, but at this point, I am panicking. <laughs> and I know, but dude. I know you're panicking. We get in the car. I am trying to act calm. So I'm not trying to be like, get the fucking car started. Let's go. I'm like putting my stuff down, like, where's my phone, hoping she doesn't say anything, and she says, but she gets in, and instead of putting her bags down, doing everything, she just gets in, locks the doors, and sits, mm. and she goes, you see what's right, I almost had an aneurysm on the no, spot, dude, it was so fucked, and from that moment on, like, then it was scary, then it was scary, because it was here, then we both saw it, so yeah. it was here, okay, so this is what happened, this is what we saw, we're going to have to be very descriptive for people just listening. But, yeah. okay, it, it it was like someone was sitting on the floor of the mosque. Right. With their legs crossed. Right in front of that door. Right in front of the door with their face pressed up against the glass mm. and their two hands next to them leaning against the glass. As if they were like peering out of the glass, like looking. Yeah. And so all I saw was just a figure, like a, a figure. But now you have to understand that the mascara is dark. There's no lights on inside of it. There's one light outside that's not working. And I can see the figure clearly. Right. It's like white. It was like a white figure. Yes, it's white you and can I can see, see it. It's like a person, like But someone. now also it's bathroom glass. So it's like you, you can't make out any like features or anything like that you can just see the outline of like the specific person sitting like that staring but out. like even on bathroom glass like when it's like all hazy mm. or whatever when you press your hand against it you can see yes the outline yes so we could see two hands clearly no yeah clearly and the face like the face i can i remember it so clearly so now i am losing it i'm losing it at that point so when she said that i said can we go can we go now so she starts the car, but like, obviously we're scared. So it's like, everything's like fumbling, like yeah, trying like, to get the car in gear. Like everything's <laughs> like scary. We're driving away. I We could see her. Okay. Yeah. I, she never, like this figure never went away at any point. Yeah. She was just there. Dude, if we had taken a picture of her, but like it, that didn't even, that wasn't even a thought in my mm. brain. My brain said, leave. Leave immediately. Get out right now yeah so we leave now we're, we're crying on the highway <laughs> i'm crying she's crying because when she said you see her i'm crying at that point i'm crying okay so now we're leaving we're on the highway i am calling marius i'm calling everyone i'm like we just saw a ghost nobody believes me and marius of all people he's yeah. like mm, okay marius is, he does not believe in any of this he's so skeptical you can literally show marius a ghost and he would be like He's like, yeah, but this light but is the lights are shining. But the lights are Exactly. So I'm like, I'm telling him we just saw a ghost. He's like, yeah, no, maybe it's a reflection. You're fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, you're panicking. You're like, I'm not fine. <laughs> we get home. I'm like, Ariana, you got to do something. Mm. Ariana decides to call the theater manager. Oh, did you yeah, text him? I texted him. I'm like, Max, 
please help. <laughs> like, this is not the same theater manager as first year. It's a different one. Yeah, a different one. So now I'm telling him what happened. And I'm like, have you ever encountered Emily? Like, is this normal? This is so scary. Like, we're not good. Whatever. And he was so sweet about it, yeah, actually. He was. he was like, you know, in my experience, like, I've never seen her, but I've never gotten a bad feeling about her or anything. I think she was, especially if you had, like, a really emotional rehearsal or whatever, I think she's just looking out for you. She's just making sure you got to your car safely. She's just making sure you got home safe. I'm like, can she not, can she not do that? <laughs> like, stay in there, dude. Shame. And the thing is, like, then I was thinking about and I felt really bad for her. I'm like, she's literally trapped, dude. No, I never felt bad for her. You're insane. <laughs> Mm-mm. I was like, she must live there. <laughs> she's trapped, dude. Yeah, because now we're on the highway. I'm scared. Like, I'm freaking out. I'm panicking. I'm like... Are you sure she's not following us? And I was like, she can't. She's trapped. I'm like, I'm Shay. Like, Why is it sad, babe? It's like, <laughs> amen, hallelujah. We're so grateful she's trapped. Oh, dude. Anyway, so I had a horrible nightmare that night about her. Yeah. And then the next day we get up. Now we have to go back to the theater. We go there. I am so scared. And that night now, I think we did, like, we watched, like, a YouTube video or something because we were like, what is this? Like, what does this mean? And the thing said, like, if you are open and, like, welcoming to spirits, then they feel like they can show themselves to you. I'm like, I am so sorry I gave you the wrong impression, babe. You're like, (laughs) girly, no. (laughs) So the next day I walk into that theater, I go there, I'm like, hey, Miss Girl, I don't want to see you. Please don't ever show yourself to me again. She's like, I thought we was besties. Yeah, no, but I was like really nice. I was like, Emily, girly, I'm so glad that you like take care of us, that you like made sure we got home and got to the car safe. Like you're great, but I don't want to see you. I just don't want to see you. So I'm telling her and she's like, what? I went into the theater and I was like, Emily, if you ever want to show yourself again and you feel comfortable, I'll be here. I'm like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, girly, come. I'm like, if she ever does this shit again, I am never going in this theater again. Oh, dude. No. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it goes back to, like, the way we grew up. Like, yeah, So, from there. So, now, at this point, I'm like, I'm, this is it for me, babe. Like, I'm not trying to go into the theater. Okay, cool. But at that, I felt, like, good about it. I was like, okay, she she got the message. <laughs> she yeah. has. We concluded this whole thing. Yeah, the show happened. It was beautiful. She did help us because stuff went wrong that she fixed. Great. Cool. Nice. So, that's the end of that. Whatever. After that, Ariana takes me, like, randomly one day. And she's like, I think I just saw my dead aunt. Oh, yeah. This I'm happens. like, you did what? <laughs> you, what? What happened? Yeah. And that's not the first, the last time I texted you about things. No. Hmm. I don't want to talk about it. No, me neither. <laughs> but, yeah, so then from the, oh, you're going to talk about Inga. What must we talk about? The, <gasps> the house. Okay. Um. Yeah, but like, I do see things, <laughs> like things. ghosts and stuff. Like, but not all of them. Not all of them. Just I think, I don't know. But this aunt that I saw is an aunt that like everyone, like she passed away when I was literally four, like four or three. Mm-hmm. And everyone says I look exactly like her. Like my but whole you do. life, everyone's like, "You look just like your aunt." Whatever, cool, cool. But I never really knew this person. You know what I mean? 
But I always felt like connected to her because of that. So I always like talk to her and I'm like, oh my gosh, if you want to be like my spirit guide, that'll be great. Mm. <laughs> and then one day I just saw her and I was like, Mm-mm. cool, I guess you're here. No girly. Yeah. That's what I found interesting. Like, I wasn't scared of her in that moment, which freaked me out more. Because I always thought, like, if I see a ghost, that would be the scary thing. But that wasn't the scary thing. Like, her, seeing her was not, or, like, her being there wasn't scary. It was the fact that I could see her that was scary. Like, it was almost like I was scared because my brain was like, you should not be able to see this. Right. And that's what what freaked me out. And then when you saw it as well, then I was terrified because I was like... Yeah, and the fact that we saw the exact same thing, because we didn't talk about, like... In no. a moment, I just said, do you see her? And I was like, okay, we're both seeing something. Then we got home. And then we spoke about and it. And then we spoke about it and we were like, yeah. We both saw exactly the same exactly thing. what we saw. So, yeah, we had another encounter. But that was the shock of my life. <laughs> Honestly, when you told me, you were like, you see... No, dude, that shit was straight out of a movie. Like, I was shocked to my core. Because I really thought, I was like, okay, I'm seeing her. She's not real. I'm just like, this is cool. I'm just imagining things. You're trying to play cool. And then when you saw, I was like, "Mm -mm. no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But, yeah. Then we had some other encounters. Then we had some other encounters. But, okay, luckily the second time we didn't see anything. No. (laughs) So, I was house-sitting at some lady's house, which was already fucked from the beginning. Mm. Because, (laughs) so, you drive into this lady's house, and it's two houses on the same piece of land so you drive in and you have to drive past the neighbor's house to get to but the driveway is like really long really long and then you drive you drive you turn right into basically the old lady's front yard and then you get to this house right so from the time that i went to get the keys i was like this place has a funky vibe so you're sleeping over Mm. (laughs) so then she slept over and all the houses in this neighborhood are, it's an, it's an upper class neighborhood and they're all built in the same kind of style, I would say. Like there's a resemblance of each other in every house. Like their planning isn't the same or anything like that, but like it's kind of the same. So when I saw the house, I was like, oh, this is familiar to me. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, we're going to like stay here, look after the dogs. And the dogs were so sweet. So sweet. So cute. So I was like, yeah, cool. And then Ariana tells me, the neighbor is like 92 and they're like, yo, we just check in on her sometimes to see if she's like alive. Yeah, they were like, our neighbor, um, Janice or whatever her name was, she's 93. Um, you're only going to be here for the weekend, but just when you drive past, just have a look and see if she's fine. I'm like, what do you mean? First of all, <laughs> what am I supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, and why is she living here by herself in a massive house? In a massive house. Now, first thing that was fucked. <laughs> When we drove in that night that we slept over, is this 92-year-old lady not sitting in her living room with the windows, the curtains drawn open? She's just staring into space. Like, at the window. At the window with these massive headphones on. She's just, like, staring. And we drive past her. And so I'm she like, can see us. <laughs> okay, first of all. It was scary. But, okay, she was human. Dope. It felt like a horror movie. So now we're driving there, cool, we stop at the house. Wait, side note. I just remembered something my grandmother told me. Maybe this is why I'm not scared of ghosts. Because my grandma believed in ghosts as well. And she used to tell me, she's like, I'm not scared of ghosts because they can't hurt me. I'm scared of people that are alive that can hurt me. 
And I was like, what? That's, That's so hectic. deep. Yeah. It's so hectic. She's like, is a ghost going to stab you? No. I don't know, baby. <laughs> I don't know, babe. Easy. So, I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Now we're at this house. What? I don't even know where to start. So many little things. Well, the happened. first thing that happened is we were studying in the living room. Oriana and I. Yes. So she had this table that was like massive, like a coffee table, but it was very low to the ground. So we were like, cool, we have to study. Let's just sit here. So we literally sat on the floor and we were like studying. Oriana was studying over here and I was studying here and I was like writing. There was no, we didn't have drinks there. There was nothing. Remember, this was also like a two-story house. So there's, we're just sitting there writing and all of a sudden a drop falls on my hand. Just a drop of water, like a raindrop. It's not raining. There's no leaks in the ceiling. We're in the living room. There's no water close to us. Like, I was literally writing and then a drop fell on my hand. So I turned to Ariana and I'm like, did you do that? And she's like, what? I'm like, there's a drop on my hand. So we started looking. We're like, this is weird. Yeah. But Ariana's like, it's fine. It's probably, I don't know. It's probably condensation. It's something. So I'm like, okay. Okay. I guess. But now, okay, let's just preface and say that this house is like, not vibe, what do you call it? Like decor is strange. Oh, strange, yeah. Strange. Beautiful, but weird. Weird. Like in the rooms, there's just like portraits of children. <laughs> like, yeah. but very scary, like oil paintings and things like that. Yeah, the art was really strange. Which, the like, I like strange art. I like weird art. But, like, you, I feel like you know, like, if you look at a painting, you know whether it's like just a strange painting and whether there's something weird about it. And there was definitely weird things about those paintings. Like, there was one in the living room that was this weird distorted face that's like, I don't know. All mm. of them like had a weird vibe to it. And then there was little other trinkets and things. Like the house was really beautiful, honestly. But then, so she had all these like terrariums with like growing plants inside of it and stuff that was so cool. But then right next to it would be like a weird little clown or something. Yeah, it was like scary things. Weird. Anyway, so already we were like, these things are so fucking weird. And it's like the kind of decor that you wouldn't notice. Like, you wouldn't walk in and go, oh, this decor is strange. But, like, you'd be like, this house is beautifully decorated. And then when you start paying attention, you're like, why is this here? The longer you're there, then the more you see. The more weird it gets. What's going on. So, okay. Then. Then we had dinner. I can't remember literally anything. I literally blocked this out of my memory. Because I was scary, dude. Mm. We had dinner that night. And I, so if you know me, I'm like, I can't, it's like messy stuff gives yeah. me like anxiety. Jess is very like methodical. About <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Like if we're going to eat and cook and whatever, so then she'll start and like we cook and then we clean the stuff and then the stuff gets put away. Like, you know, it's just I one by like one. A, yeah, like, I have like a routine. A routine of things. things in. So, so cool. We had dinner. We make the dinner. We eat the dinner. We put the dishes. Cool. So after dinner, I take everything and I'm like, I am going to clean the kitchen. So I go to the kitchen and this kitchen was also like beautiful. So I start in one corner and I clean. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, obviously you, you're going to eat and then clean and whatever. But yeah. like the way that she does things is like you start like, I don't know, at the left and then you finish on the right. Yes. Like things like so that. So I like start at the left. I'm wiping all the counters, like moving all the stuff. Cool, 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 cool. At some point, I was called out of the kitchen. So I got out and I go to speak to Marius and I come back and the kettle switches off. But as I was talking to Marius, he was like, 
yo, I think I would like coffee. So I think I'm going to make a coffee now. And she was in the kitchen. She went into the kitchen as I exited. So I'm like, this, it felt like it was too short of a time for the kettle to boil. To so boil. I went outside and I was like, all right, did you boil the kettle? And she's like, what? I'm like, you put the kettle on, right? She's like, no. No, when I went in and it was already boiling. So that just killed me because I wasn't anywhere near the, the kettle yet. Like I hadn't got, I didn't reach the kettle even to like accidentally switch it on while cleaning. Like I wasn't there yet. Yeah. And it was on and boiling. Great. Right. So the kettle boiled. That's wonderful. Not <laughs> that for us. At some point in the night, like later on in the, in the night, we were looking for candles. So now I was like, what do we do? Like, do we just look in the cupboards? Like, what is going on? But also, as we got to the house, this lady was telling us about, oh, she had a son that just lived in this bedroom. He was 26. He had just moved out. So she just cleaned out his room um, and cleaned out all the cupboards and stuff. Okay. Nice. So I'm like, okay, what do we do? So they only live in one room downstairs. So I'm like, okay, what's the most logical place you would put like candles or like extra stuff? Probably upstairs in the rooms that in you're not using. Guest rooms, or in yeah. like the linen cupboards. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it doesn't feel like too disrespectful to go to the linen cupboard and look if there's something in there. Or to the spare bedroom cupboard because we know this like this stuff isn't there. So we go there. I open the linen cupboard. And there's just an entire cupboard of perfectly rolled towels the entire and it's massive when i say like it is like it's wall to wall just cupboard and it's filled with just towels like nothing else are you running an airbnb that we don't know about like what's going on nothing else not a sheet not a pillowcase that's the other thing we were looking for extra blankets because we were like getting cold No blankets. Like, whatever's on the bed, that was it. There was no other linen, no bedding anywhere else. And the same in the, the son's room. Just wall-to-wall. Towels. Towels. Just perfectly rolled. So, I'm like, hmm. Hmm. This is strange. Something's off. Something's weird, yeah. But okay. Cool. Then, oh, it was... This happened right before we cooked. Because yeah. when we were cooking... Then we're looking for, like, knives that we can cook with. Like a big chef's knife to cut, like, onions or whatever. Nothing. The drawer, every drawer that you open has teaspoons. Just spoons. Yeah, spoons. Lots and lots of spoons, but no knife. It's almost like aliens came and they were like, okay, we have to make this house look human. How do we do it? And then they just, like, throw teaspoons and towels. They're like, yeah. Yeah, this looks good. It was just off. Like, it was just weird. Like, and there was only one pot. Yeah, and, like, there was, like, groceries in the fridge, kind of. Like, there was, like, yogurts in the fridge. But, like, no, like, basic stuff. Like, no, like, butter. Yeah. No olive oil. But there no... was random. Like, okay, but that I can forgive. Because, you know, like, rich people or whatever. I guess, but, like, at the end of the day, you still have, like, salt. Olive oil. Yeah. Pepper. They didn't even have oil. Nothing. Remember, yeah. And they had one pot. Guys, like, you're a family. Like, how do you not have more than one pot? And they're rich people. They're living in an affluent neighborhood with, like, they clearly have money. Like, clearly. Very clearly. So, what's happening here? <laughs> Just, <laughs> what's strange. going on? What's going on? Why do you have a drawer full of teaspoons? 
Yeah, did. And then from there, the vibes were also just off. We were like, Mm-mm. then we didn't want to sleep. Yeah, then we didn't want to sleep because we were like, this is so strange. And also, when we go try to go sleep and forget about all this other weird stuff, now there's this weird oil painting of a little girl staring at me. And I'm like, I'm I had mad. such anxiety in the house. I was like in the bathtub at 3 a.m. I'm trying to like de-stress myself. If you know me, I'm in the bath like three times a day. Like if I'm, if I feel a tinge of anxiety, I'm in the bathtub. So there I am at 3 a.m. in the bathtub and here comes Ariana. She's like, I can't breathe. I'm like me. We were both Ariana is doing yoga on the bathroom floor while I'm just in the tub. Like, no, this was actually insane. It was a mess. It It was was a mess. mess. Because what is going on? We did not know what we were doing. No. Then the people, the next day, before the people even came back, we left. Yeah, because we were like, no, this is so strange. Mm-mm. Yeah, dude. What other things did, have we experienced? I feel like that's it. Well. Okay, but... <laughs> we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that right now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't want to talk about that. Mm-mm. Okay. <gasps> oh, one more thing I can say is... <clears throat> My Marius and Shoal, mm. um, one of his friends, came to the university one night. We did. There was like a movement show. It was when Max and Wesley danced outside, like in the thing. Anyway, there was a movement show going on, and they came to watch. And now it's raining that night, and at the end of the night, where we were working the show, so at the end of the night we had to like move all the lights that they were like used to dance in all these spaces back into the musket. So, Morris and Shoal are there. So I'm like, just help us quickly move these while it's raining so that we can just get it in fast, as fast as possible. So as we walk up to the, the drama building, like the admin building, I'm telling Shoal, like, oh, this used to be a monastery. There's the chapel. Like, he's like, isn't it haunted? I'm like, shh. <laughs> and somebody else that we are studying with was there. I don't know who it was. And they were like, yeah, it is haunted. <laughs> And so, you're like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, now we're walking up these creepy wooden stairs yeah, to get to the top stairs. to get the lights. And as we get to the top to get the lights, there was some weird noise, like really weird noise. Shaw starts running, running down the stairs. We're like getting it with all this equipment, <laughs> getting to the musket. And he still talks about it. He's like, that was weird. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. We had to go through that for like four years. Four years. Good times. If you're going to study drama, don't be scared of ghosts. Though. No, you can't because you're like literally, like you said, ghosts are always in theatres and stuff. Like yeah. theatres are always haunted. And that's what we were talking about also. Like it, it might not necessarily be like someone died or whatever mm. and it's their ghost. It's just the soul of the space. Like there's so, I think Rianne was talking about this. Like there's so many characters that are born and, Bailey. and live in the theatre. And then once you like are done with that show and you leave that character behind where do they go where do they go because you create like a whole personality for them you create a whole essence and yeah you create like a whole human being that you are for a period of time and then it's so weird because like there's literally like stepping out exercises that are you zipping off the character and taking it off and leaving it in the theater so where does that go like where does it go if you're if you believe in the spiritual realm and stuff like where does that essence not just that, Don't like, you. dude, energy can't be destroyed. Yeah, and you're creating it. You're so creating what are you doing? it. So Where's it, it stays there. Yeah. 
a lot of people like believe that and that is literally part of it like that's why you gotta greet like you gotta greet whatever is there when you go into a theater and it's like there's like rituals in a theater and like things you can't do in certain theaters and like it seems really weird and strange if you're not in theater but then once you start performing in it and you're actually part of it you're like you realize that people created those rituals and those things to do because it's just easier than to not do them yeah if you just ignore it it's not gonna help it makes it worse when you acknowledge it it also kind of makes it easier for yourself because you're like okay i've acknowledged it whatever is here cool whatever whatever and then you can move on from it instead of making it a big deal but when they show themselves to you it's kind of a big deal no it's a big deal but didn't you didn't you also see a little boy Oh. This was way before we saw Emily. You see, so many things have happened to me with like ghosts and stuff that I forget about it. I, but this was in the other theater, mm. in the lead, which is across um, the musket. I was having a rehearsal with, um, what is his name? Anyway, some guy. We were doing a, a show together and we were dance partners. So we were rehearsing our dance for that show. This was after like. Simba. No, um, Francois. Oh, Francois. This was after hours. Like, everyone had gone home. There were no more classes. It was just us. Um, we were in this theater. And cool. That was it. Now, the way this theater is set out, you walk into the foyer and then you have to... So you walk in this way and then you have to turn and then the theater is this way. It's like an L shape. So, like, the foyer is on the one side and then the theater is on the other. Right. So if you come in... <clears throat> on the right on the left hand side of the theater if you're on stage there's a door at the back that you can also exit out like Mm. out into the world not even in the foyer you're just out in the garden so that back door was open and the other door was closed now we are rehearsing whatever but we were like being so extra so we weren't rehearsing with the working lights on we had like proper like the leds on and whatever we're like yeah we're gonna make it like the show you want to feel the vibe yeah feel the vibe so we're rehearsing, cool, cool, cool. Oh, no. I said that door was open. It was closed. That's what I meant. Everything was closed. We were all closed. Um, and we were inside, cool, 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 dancing. Francois goes. There's a part where he goes into the wing and then comes out the back wing. Now, there was a set of, like, three red chairs stacked on top of each other. So he goes in, crosses, like, goes behind the chairs and then out the back. So now, as he goes... I'm like doing my thing, whatever I think I was doing, like a turn. Then I stop and I look in the wings where he went out by the red chairs. Next to it, I see a small child with blonde hair and a blue cap. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? So now Francho comes from the back wings and he comes around. And I'm like, he's doing the dance and I'm like, just shook. I'm like, baby, wait. <laughs> hang, hang on. Can we just take a second? There is somebody here. I'm like, did someone come in? And he's like, no, why? And I'm like, there's literally a child there. And he's like, girl, no. And he grabbed his shit and he like ran out. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, but that's your problem. You're like, hold on. No. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> first of all i'm like i need to make sure it's not a real child that's in here and like got lost that's another thing people were like 
are you sure somebody like wasn't when I was telling people that weren't part of the drama department that we saw Emily they're like are you sure somebody wasn't stuck in the theater no way there's no way well first of all even if they were there are alarms that would have gone off yeah and second of all they wouldn't be sitting like that all fucking creepy stare and how do they get up like how do they leave yeah at that point then because yeah. there's no other way to get out mm-hmm. So now French is gone and I'm like, okay, wait, so I go in the wing and now like whatever was there is gone. What do you mean you go in the, are you like, are you actually crazy? I go in dude. Cause I'm like, what the fuck is this? Also, I wanted to make sure I didn't see like something like a shadow or something. And then in my mind, I made it to look like a child. So I go in and I'm like, hello, (laughs) there was nothing. So I'm like, I guess it was a ghost. I don't know. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, well, that's something that changed for me since seeing Emily. I will, like, I used to be very, if I heard something, I want to see what it is. If I see something, like, out of my peripheral, I'm going to look. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. It's none of my business. It's none of my business. What? If I see something in my peripheral, I'm going to look away. <laughs> I didn't mean to see it. None of Sorry. my business. Yeah. No ways, dude. I feel like since Emily, I look even more. No, you're insane. I don't at all. I look away. I try not. If I if I have to see it by accident, no, I didn't. But why? What makes you so scared? I don't want to know it. But this is my thing. Like. But this is your thing what? I don't want to see but it. But why not? There, it's one thing to know that it's there. It's another thing to see it being there. But what are you scared of it doing? Existing, babe. What is it going to do? Possess you? No, it's there. <laughs> I don't want it to be there. I'm here. That's it. You you shouldn't be there. I don't know, dude. You have to do some um, confronting your fears. No, girl. You need to do some shadow work. Why are you so okay with you this? You need to do shadow work because I'm fine with it. Like, it's okay. It's not. It's a part of life. But like... it shouldn't be here. So why are you okay with it? Dude, because... Like, we just exist in this realm. Yeah. This is my realm. But <laughs> but they're also part of it. Yeah, but they're not supposed to be, I like, seeing. That's why they're not part of this realm. Who says? Me. <laughs> we are visual and here all the time. But then why can some not. people see them? Because some people can see into the other realm. But I don't think, like, I don't think you can see into the other realm because you're so special. I think you can see into it because you're, you're receptive to it. You Mm. want to see into it. Right. That's, like, cool. I'm happy for you. I don't. (laughs) Okay. That's fine. It's okay. I, like, I am so sorry that I gave that girl the wrong impression that she could show herself (laughs) to me because I, I was, I made her so comfortable. She was like, oh my God, I have friends. For and the I first said, time in 99 years. I said no. There's one other thing we can talk about. Do we have time? If we do it in two minutes. What do you want to talk about first? Remy's house. Remy's house. Oh my gosh. Okay, we went to a friend's house. <laughs> I don't even know the story. I don't want to know. I don't want to say their names, but like, because I don't know if they're fine with this. But yeah. they, one of my friends moved in with two of the girls who were also studying with us into a house close to campus for third year. And I went there the one time and the vibes were just kind of weird. Like, it was just weird. It was a really weird house. It was built really strangely. There was like weird nooks and crannies in the house that were weird. And things would happen to them like, they would have like an extra pair of socks. That's nobody's socks. Mm. They had like a bottle 
that showed up in their fridge that was labelled, but it was none of their names. Like, weird little things that would happen. And the Coke can. What happened with the Coke can? They had, like, also, like, the same with the bottle, but there was a Coke can that just appeared oh, yeah, on their the- counter. And they were like, who bought Coke? Coke? And they were like, no, no one. Just shut up. So weird little things kept happening, cool. And all of them, when we spoke to them afterwards, felt that house was strange. Like, especially the stairs. There was, like, weird stuff. Anyway, one night, we slept there. I slept there. You came in the morning. Cool. So, we, I left my bag there the morning. I slept in the one girl's room. So, I left my bag and, like, all my stuff there. And Ariana came and fetched me and we went to class. Yeah. And then when we came back home from class, our friend is standing, like, outside, and she's confused. Like, we can see something is wrong. So we're like, what happened? And she's asking us, did you guys just come here and then leave again? And we're like, no. She's like, are you sure? And we're like, yeah, we weren't here. We just got here. What do you mean? Mm. So she was doing washing, and their washing machine was in the garage. And so she was doing washing, and she was upstairs in her bedroom. She had a timer set on her phone for when her washing was done so that she can go and fetch it. Then when her, when her timer goes off, she goes downstairs to go and fetch her washing. And here, my bags are in the garage. First of all. And she's like, what? This is really weird. So she goes back into the house and looks around to, like, see what's going on. And the gate was open just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And her car keys are missing. But her car is there. But her car keys are missing. So she's, like, asking us, do we know? We're like, no, what do you mean? And she's Wait, like, whose bags are in the garage? Your, mine. Your bag. And, I, and she was like, are you sure? Like, did you put your bags in the garage? I'm like, no, my bags mm, were upstairs. Your sleepover bag. Yes. Mm. Then I went to my bag, and I, like, looked through every pocket in my bag. And, like, my stuff was, like, scrambled, but nothing was missing. And there was stuff in there that they could have easily taken. Like, my laptop was in there. Nothing's missing. But her car keys are missing. We looked... Everywhere. everywhere they ended up moving out of that house and we couldn't find her car keys anywhere she had to go and put a whole new system in her car yeah and you know a week after that my car keys were missing do you know that story no i was this was the time when i was rehearsing um at tut with bailey for um grahamstown and i had my bag in that studio with me the whole time it was in the corner and the door to go into that studio is on the other side so, like, if someone had come in and taken my car keys, we would have seen them, like, literally cross the room and take my shit. Also, I was by my bag the whole time. My car keys are missing at the end of rehearsal. Can't find them. So, I we go through the whole process. I go to security. We look at the, like, cameras. Nothing. My car keys are just gone. To this day, they're gone. I'm using my spare key. To this day? Yeah. And that was a week after that day. That thing. So, how did you find your... How did you get home then? So, my dad brought my keys <gasps> to campus. My spare. Anyway, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. Anymore. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I think I ended this episode more freaked out than I was before. Oh, gosh. No Thank dude. you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you have any ghost stories, hit me up. Don't hit her up. <laughs> this no. is the first time I'm like, talk to me, not her. Don't talk to me. I don't want to hear it. I've heard enough. I've heard I'm enough. Done. Yeah. Now you know our story. You know our stories. Story. There's so many weird things that happened on that campus that like led up to the point where we saw this appearance. But don't want to talk about it. So yeah. Um, let her know. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Yes. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>